Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Here are your hosts, Steve, Ray, Cam and Jam. I'm in Florida. Uh, Eric, introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Eric. Uh, I've been here for a minute from Houston. Spurs fans for eight years. Zach. Nine years now. Go ahead. Nice, nice. Hey, Zach, uh, Southern Ontario, Canada. Uh, going on, on my 12th year as a Spurs fan. Great, great. So here we are. We're going to have a good chat about what's been going on with um, Spurs recently. Um, it's been a, it's been an f- interesting few days, right, guys? How I mean, I'd really like to see your take on what you thought about the last game we played against Chelsea. How did you feel? Were you optimistic going in? Were you disappointed coming out? Uh, and uh, um, what were your feelings then? Zach says it's your first time here. I think people would like to hear from you, see what you have to, what you have to say. Go ahead. Yeah, so I always have unusually um, high optimism when it comes to Spurs games. I uh, just think that we can go in there and batter anyone at any time. Um, so often I'm let down, and sometimes pretty early in games. But um, that's part of being a fan, I think. I think that I uh, just always want the team to win. Um, think we can on our best day. I'm sure we could, but some things are going wrong. COVID's messing with everything. Um, <laughs> I mean, what can you do? But um, yeah, we got dominated, uh, especially in the first half of last game. Chelsea played a system where we had absolutely no idea what to do with it. Um, there were some good adjustments in the second half. A uh, couple substitutes who try to put in some work, which is nice to see. Uh, ultimately, it wasn't enough. We had a couple chances, but, yeah, you know, we fell short. Yep. Um, I have to agree with you there. Eric, what about you? What's your view? What's your take? Yeah, we we got dominated. And, you know, I from minute one, we looked scared to play. We looked scared to even be there. You know, there was no there was no urge. There was no fight to win this game. We just let ourselves, We, we you know, we just let Chelsea – you know, put their strength on us. And it, it for me, it was like, it kind of like made all our good hard work undone. You know, the two goals, uh, uh, we can see that Chelsea were all individual mistakes. From one from one particular individual, uh, Jeff Tenganga, who's <laughs> I've always tried to defend, but that performance was undefendable. Same with thing, same with, uh, Hobier. You know, when, when we had conversations on Hobier, I would stay quiet about it because, you know, I mean, he can put in a defensive shift every now and then, but I'll just stay quiet about it. But that was terrible. You know, tactically, Tuchel got us on this one. And, and you know, when we saw the lineups, and I'm, I'm looking at my phone, I see they're in the 4 2 3 one You know, that, that kind of amazed me while we're in our 3-4-3 system. And, mm-hmm. you know, for the past couple of games against Watford, against Southampton, and I had this theory in my head, like, okay, what if we go up against a team with a low block? You know, in a three four three, we're so solid defensively, you know, and, and we hit off the counter. But when we have to go up a team with a low block, you know, like South Southampton after they went down to ten men and, and Watford throughout the whole game, you know, we struggled. And we saw uh, in Southampton and in Watford, we switched to a back four late on, you know, and we did uh, create chances after that one. And we saw uh, yesterday, uh, two days ago against Chelsea, where we switched to a back four in the second half, and we were able to create chances, but it was just a little too late for us. Mm. But going back to the um, – I'm glad that you mentioned the Watford game, and I'm glad you mentioned the uh, um, the, the, the uh, Southampton game because, again, chances were so far and few between. Our ability to score goals against those teams, take those points. I mean, you know – how lucky were we to to get away? We get three points against Watford in what ninety six minute. Yeah. Uh, we played against Southampton, who got players sent off what in the thirtieth minute, and we were, they were down to ten. I mean, you should you would expect most teams wanting to get in the top four would sweep a team like Southampton aside against ten, but we seem to play worse against ten players than we do against eleven, and I just don't understand it. I mean, what would you think about the um, what, what's going wrong up front? Because it's not just at the back. I think that the um, 
what Con- the way Conte laid out his team against Chelsea to me seemed like he he laid out a team to contain Chelsea, maybe go back with a nil nil and try and get a goal back. What he didn't account for was his own team scoring against him twice, which is you know I mean you know how do you account for that really uh, as a, as a coach? What can you do about that? You can't do anything. But apart from that, did Chelsea really 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 threaten us? Uh, maybe a couple of good chances they had. Yeah, you'd expect that in a game, but you know, to I would have said. The first goal was 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 a very big Spurs mistake. Um, Davison should have cleared it even before Tanganga made the mistake, and the second one was just a comedy of errors. So, my biggest concern is where where's the attack? Where, 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 when are we gonna? You know, we might concede a goal, but you know, we need to score goals too. And I didn't see it in the last three games. Yeah, I think that that stems from the midfield problem. You know, one thing I saw with Chelsea when they were in that that back four system. You know, our midfield was non-existent because they had mm-hmm. an extra number on us. And, you know, that kept Hobier and Skip back because the presence of Mount, you know, in that middle just kept them back. And they couldn't, you know, put numbers on or Conte or, or Saul. So that that midfield presence alone, you know, gave Chelsea the advantage. And I feel like that's what we need is, is a lack of creativity. You know, we saw against Watford, saw against Southampton, you know, the only player that can put a ball into the box or just like play a pass into the box is Lucas. And Lucas is not really a playmaker. I mean, he, he has he put in a good shift in, you know, as that role, but he's not a true playmaker, and, and that's something that we lack. Yeah. Zach, yeah. what's your take then? What's your view on this? So, I just – I'm thinking a lot about that Liverpool game too we just had recently, how such a dominant team – like, I mean, we almost beat them. Like, we easily could have beat them that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chelsea, defensively, I don't think is as strong as Liverpool. And our counterattacks were just slow. I feel like Kane and Lucas, Sonny, coming back too far to defend just because there's so much pressure on us. What else can you do? Um, you If you want those counterattacks, you, you got to be able to cut the ball out of there. Mm-hmm. And... Kane's too far back, Son's too far back, and we all know Kane's not the fastest. So um, I feel like we should have left Lucas at the center line um, no matter what. Like, we always want that opportunity, and he's the only one who could do it. Um, I, it was just sad to see the lineup, you know. Like, I know there's some huh. things going on, but as soon as you see uh, a, a right back playing left wing back, I'm like, what the heck are we doing here? Mm. Um, and it was that, like, when I, same as you, when I saw the lineup, I'm like, what's Conte doing? Like, I thought he was world class. Like, there's players who you can play. Regulon's on the bench. Uh, excuse me? I don't understand. But I think it was just a confusing mishap um, and maybe just a, an attempt to play some other players who aren't getting much time just because it's a cup game. Um, but yeah, realistically, good. should have yeah. been taken a lot more serious. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I, I think the thing that worries me more, more about this team is when uh, two or three players, they, they're so inconsistent. So Hoybier was a consistent player. He was awful, absolutely awful. Mora can look like a world-class, you know, world-beater going along there. And sometimes he just like r- runs around in circles in himself and he can't score to save his life. Or plays all awfully. And you got some of these players who the inconsistency is what kills Spurs, I feel. And I, I feel that for the coach, it must be really difficult to try and get a consistency out of some of these players. I mean, Kane's just not been doing it for a while now. He's just not scoring at all. So if Kane's not scoring, uh, Son was one of the worst players on the field that day, whether he was already nursing an injury or he should have been taken off. Or I mean, the problem is you take him off. Who do you bring on? So, Eric, what do you think about this uh, level of inconsistency that we're getting from our players? We've been having a problem with consistency since uh, almost the end of the Pochettino era. And it's just something, a problem that it needs to be addressed because, you know, and and that's true. Because, um, you know, we got a report today saying that, you know, Daniel Levy went to the Bahamas, you know. <laughs> Apparently he's missed a few games. Yeah, you know, and, and but it's pressure. He feels the pressure now. You know, you finally got a manager that the fans love. And I think Daniel Levy finally feels the pressure that if he doesn't get this right, this is the end, you know? You know, he got the stadium, but the product on the pitch is not there. And when it comes to consistency, we just lack quality in players. You know, there, you know, there's only there's only like maybe two players on our team right now, and you can kind of obviously guess them, that can go 
to Man City and starting the starting eleven. You know, maybe yeah. three now with Dyer since of the way he's playing, but you know the consistency. <laughs> yeah, the consistency ha- has been a problem Shoot. for us. That Finally, we, right? We right through through well, the transfer. Well, let's market. talk a bit about transfer, but before we go on to that, one of the things that 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 I'm going to be concerned about is that we have bought in three. We bought in three players that we thought would add some excitement in the summer. We uh, it was Brian Gill that came in. Uh, Romero obviously got out injured, and we really need to need, need him back desperately. Let's hope he does come back. Uh, but Emerson Royale, now here he is, right? Everyone thought this is going to be a great player. We've seen some stats on the uh, that was sent out by Richard from Charlottesville, as you probably all saw, you guys, where he said he had a very good uh, cross rate, almost as good as Reese James. But we, I, I find that very, very hard to believe because, I mean, it's about the number of crosses. He puts in 300 crosses. The other guy puts in about 10. And, you know, statistically, it might have worked out the same, but we all know he's a bad crosser. And if Conte is relying on his wingbacks to put it in the balls to, to generate attacks, that guy is really not cutting it, is he? I mean, Aurier would have been better off, right? Yes, and what do you um, think? yeah, I think that's, I think that's the reason why you know we saw in December like we're looking for a right wing back in the market. I was like, okay, why we're we a right wing back? Oh, it's to replace Doherty. Nah, it's to re- you know have a starting job over Emerson because I've never seen a right wing back. You can talk about his cross break all you want, but he can't put in an early ball. You know, right. something I, I say this, yeah, I miss Aurier. I miss Trippier. We saw this morning. <laughs> yeah. He he goes to Newcastle, but well, you know we're lacking um, we're lacking creativity on that right hand side, and, and mm-hmm. I think that's a problem for us. And I it's feel like once you do, problem, get, I, th- I th- you know I think the the lack of a presence on that right hand side is what makes us struggle, and and that's where you can make a case for Traore. Okay, you know Traore is, is you know a good player on that right hand side that can c- create a lot of attention that can free up space for Emerson to be at his best. But, you know, when Nuno was here, Emerson was in the back four playing right back. That wasn't his position because I even see in that Real Betis, that wasn't his position. So when Conte came, 3-4-3, three, three, he's on that right wing back. Okay, we're finally going to see the best out of him. But We haven't seen it. We haven't seen it. We haven't. Zach, what do you think then? What's your view on this whole thing situation with the Emerson was supposed to be this great player putting in the balls from Barcelona, Brazilian, et cetera, et cetera? Have you seen it? Oh, wow. Flashes, right? Um I'm liking that he's drawing red cards. That's not a terrible thing. Um, and you're right when you say he throws in 300 crosses. Like his stats for that being accurate, being threatening are pretty low. But I mean, I think over time you you, you got to start narrowing it down where you want to put balls, where players are going to be each and every time. They got to be there. They got to set up these plays um, yeah. instead of it being so random, right? Um, I still have a high promise for him. I, first season, um, yeah, we're halfway through, but what is he, 20, 21? He's going to learn. Same with Brian Hill. You know, we have not seen enough of him. No. We for him to anywhere. get – well, exactly. What does he get, like 15 minutes every three or four games? It's, it's crazy. So if you're paying money for players, play them, um, especially the young lads. They have the most approved. They have the most improving to be able to do um, – and I think at this point we got to kind of stay with a certain lineup. We got to play Royale. We got nobody else for that right hand side right now. We got to play him, and he's got to make it work. Yep. Yep. Interesting, you say Brian Hill because next man up, son's gone. Probably a month. I I hope they're just you know saying stuff in the media to get Arsenal scared or stuff like that. But you know he's gone for a month. It's time for. I mean, I always like Brian Hill. People don't like him because they only see 15 minutes of him in the last, in the dead last minute of a game where we need a goal and he's just not there. But we're about to see him for hopefully 60 to 90 minutes uh, next time we see Spurs play. And, and it'd be a great time for him to develop because he is a, a, a young guy that's full of talent and we need to unlock that talent, you know? And I feel like Conte is the guy. He's a coach. He's a developer of, you know, for players. And he's going to have to be the one to step up. Burwine can play, but Brian Hill to make a name in the Spurs shirt, this is his time. Uh-huh. Yeah, agreed. So coming on to, I mean, we've gone through the Chelsea situation. We all know how depressed we are from that. We're playing Morecambe, I think, is it, on Saturday, which is a game where you would expect uh, to be an easy walkover. I mean, you know, but we expected that with NS Moore, and look what happened there. Um, and then we've got some other games coming up. My big concern here, guys, is that, you know, it's January the 7th already. Uh, we've got another, what, 
three weeks ago in the transfer window. We've had no movement at all. You would have expected that uh, Conte and uh, Paratici would have had these players lined up right now to come in immediately in the first week. And we're only now hearing rumours and rumours and rumours and rumours. What is your take on on, the, on what's going on? Um, Zach, what do you think? you think we're going to be getting anyone in soon? And if so, who? Who would uh, like to see? Yeah, I would like to see at least three players. I mean, the most talk I've heard about right now is Traore. I feel like he'll add some impact, some pace, some menace down the right-hand side. He's a, he's hard to deal with. He's fast. He can dribble. Um, and his crossing is, is arguably better. But you play him in front of Royale, and like – uh, like was said, um, it's going to free Royale up a little bit because um, yeah. I think Traore is going to start getting double double watch because he's going to have a better team around him. It's going to be more threatening. So hopefully he comes in. That's the only one that I can hope for striker? right now. We're looking for a striker right here. Well, I always say Jonathan David from Lille would be great because okay. he's Canadian. But um, <laughs> okay. uh, this Vlah- Vlahovic, yeah. I believe we've looked at a little bit. Promising. He scored a lot of nice goals. I've seen some uh, highlights recently. Um, but we definitely need a striker. Kane can't play every week, no. three times a week necessarily, right? He's not getting any younger, but he's still got that world-class capability. So we got to make sure he doesn't get hurt. Uh, he's been solid lately, like maybe not performance-wise, but he's not getting injured, um, which he was more prone to in the past. Well, I mean, you know, it's coming though, isn't it? As long as he plays, it's coming. It's on its way. You know, everyone knows it. Everyone knows it's going to be. Oh yeah, it's know. coming. Some some ligament about to go out. Some so. things <laughs> about to go. Yeah, it's yeah. coming. So, so all uh, the more reason, if right? Does, if it does after the transfer window, I mean, you know, you can kiss everything goodbye then, can't you? What about, Eric? What do you think then? What's your take? What what striker? Who are you after? I see Hoss. I think I, I think when it comes finish? to January transfer window, it's not gonna it's not gonna come down to who we want. It's gonna come down to. <laughs> How much Who do we costs? get anyone then? Who can, can we know? get? Yeah, exactly. So I see Martinez there. I mean, Martinez is a $90 million player. Uh, but, you know, not saying that Adama Chori is what we need, but when it comes to cost, $20 million, you know, yeah. we'll take him. But, yeah. you know, like I said earlier, I feel like Daniel Levy is feeling the pressure, you know, going to, you know, see, you know, John Lewis in the Bahamas and – seeking investments from Americans. You know, I don't know where whether there's that investment in the stake of the club, but whether it's just an investment just to, you know, put money on the table. But I, I knew for a fact we wasn't going to get deals done, like, immediately. Like, in the Daniel Levy fashion, it's probably going to get done on January 31st. So, but, you know, what we're looking for is a striker because we know Kane is going to it's a matter of time, only a matter of time. We need someone on the right-hand side, whether it's that right wing or, or right wing back. And, you know, we saw today, you know, Antonio Conte says the door is always open for Christian Erickson. He oh, really? Wants to, he wants to play through the risk if he wants to. Of course. I don't know what to say to that. Very I mean, Spurs being desperate. I think that it is Spurs being desperate. I, cause, I also I mean, heard that we were looking to bring Erickson in, but only just to train. Only just to train. Well, I mean, that's what he's doing uh, in that, Switzerland club right now, yeah. But well, I mean, he, he might be fine. He might be fine, and you know he's not going to be on point. He might be worried about it, but he can't be any I take him. What we got now, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, all right, let's go back then. So we we're looking at a striker. We don't think we're going to get. Do we realistically think we're going to get a striker? No. Anybody? But we no. definitely need a center back. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was the last target okay. I had. We, we've got center backs. We need to get those center backs working. Well, well, I just saw a report. You know, uh, AC Milan wants a loan move for uh, Jeff Tanganga, but I saw Celtics looking twenty-five. Yeah, twenty-five million for Tanganga, and then <laughs> Wolves coming back for Doherty. You know that can raise funds. But, yeah, know, yeah. Well, Stephen eleven twenty bucks. <laughs> I can I see Stephen agree from Inter Milan being a good team. choice because he's going around thirty million. That's his market value right now. Who? Uh, Stephen Devry from uh, Inter Milan. Yeah, that would play. be. But is that realistic? I feel like it is thirty million. If we want to play three at the back, that's perfect. The money is realistic. The money is realistic. But Kim actually coming. I mean, one of the things that I can't uh, understand is um, 
we get there's so many names get banned, put around. We've got Frank Kessie and Kessie and Kessie, and now everybody's after Kessie. As soon as your name, you put his name out there, and none of these things ever materialize. And we just keep going round and round and round. And so round. I'm like, I'm, I'm assuming we all saw the report how they rejected a swap deal with yes. Dombele. I, I don't believe that's real. I, I think no that's, way. A, that's a fake report because either way, if if Kessie doesn't sign that deal, you know, he leaves for free and they have no replacement. You know, why not get a player? For a player that's already probably with Andombele is the wages, yeah, two hundred fifty thousand mm-hmm. for a player but, that is but dollar for dollar probably the worst signing we've ever made. Exactly. Or says I'll, here, uh, I wouldn't let Tanganga go. Tanganga is young. I mean, he's you know he's been making some mistakes, but he has got a lot of talent, guys. My question is, has he improved? Play has him against improved? Marcom. That's I mean, if you want to really know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's gonna be. Let's see. What are you? Can you? What are you gonna do against these guys? Yeah. yeah. Play them. We I, we I, need, we need to see more of Joe Rodon, and I hope we see him. This yeah. Time. Yeah. Rodon is, is a forgotten yeah. man of. Spurs, yeah, spe- especially after Tanganga. We're just not even gonna talk about it on about on Chelsea, but that, like that name just came up in my head, especially with Dyer gone and Damson Sanchez. Lord have mercy, playing you know middle center back. <sighs> You know, I feel like maybe Rodon could have came in that position, but to be honest with you, I don't think he's well liked by Conte because he hasn't made maybe maybe one appearance, two appearances on Conte. Mm-hmm. So you know, Rodon, we have to see. Has yeah. he? Uh, well, only subs. I think he played in that Mora game, and I think after that, he that was it for him. Really, to yeah. be honest with you, I don't think that anybody really uh, took to him too much after that. Um, he's a forgotten guy of Spurs, though, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's a, that's that's the issue for us. Okay, so the other thing that we're talking about is um, they were talking about a um, a midfield player. What about you know what what are we looking for here? Are we looking for, looking to get into Kessie a realistic option, or is that going to happen? Kessie is uh, hello another... Terry. Thanks for joining. And I had this conversation with some friends the other day. He's just another dribbler. I mean, he's a hardworking guy. You know, he's better than anybody that we got in the midfield, but. When it comes to our attack, we have a good attack. We just need someone to unlock that attack. And it's not a defense. It's a midfielder, a creative midfielder. You know, yeah. a game like, you know, a low block game, Southampton, Watford. You know, I remember uh, the 2018-19 season where we came up against Brighton, who came up, you know, who had a low block. It was at home. And mm. uh, all of a sudden it took a long-range effort from Erickson to finally get us that goal. And that's yeah. something we need. Not just a long-range shot. It's just... If you have a low block, just someone just can put a good ball into the box, find the head of somebody or a foot of somebody on the volley or something like that. And, and that's something we need. And, you know, and that's how I feel like we unlock our attack. Kessier, he, he's another Moussa Dembele. But with the Moussa Dembele came an Ericsson, if we're trying to go, you know, compare us which, back to the right, good old days. Which we don't have, unless we get we the have. Ericsson back. Exactly. <laughs> that we do have. <laughs> you know, one one kid that I really like, and yeah. I, I I just know for a fact we're never going to get him. Is Florian Verts from uh, Bayer Leverkusen? That yes. guy's going to go around sixty, seventy million. Wow, he's soon. a young star. You know, five foot nine, very creative. Reminds me of Ericsson, but I highly doubt we're going to get him. I got him on my my FIFA team for sure. Right. <laughs> there we go. It's what Terry said. So who wants to take this? Zach, you want to take this one? Well. Well, if we uh, create a midfielder is definitely priority. Um, I mean, I would take Erickson, I mean, just for fun. But more seriously, in my opinion, uh, just a thought is if we get Traore, he'll move into that right attacking position. Can Lucas slot into the middle there a little bit? We know he's fiery. We know he can jump. We know he can pass. We know he can shoot. So if he gets a little bit more space in the middle, which he always is running into the middle anyways, can he not maybe start creating a little more for us too? And with Sungon too, with Brian Hill, maybe they can kind of in- intermingle there like this. Um, and then Trevor is going to be double covered on the right-hand side because he's so fast. He's so strong. People aren't going to know what to do, right? Um, he's not really a goal threat, but I feel like he could open a, a lot of space, not just for Emerson Royale, but for Lucas as well. We play him in the middle. You know, Hill and Lucas can work in the million middle. And we saw uh towards the end of the you know, when Mourinho was here, he had Lucas in the middle with Bell on the right. And you know, we saw goals from that. I remember about that Burnley game when Lucas was in the middle and you know, 
he created opportunities for us. I, I feel like that middle, just him cutting in or just him staying in the middle in general is probably one of his best positions for us. Mm-hmm. But the- so, I was going to ask you a, a, one of the big key, key questions here is, guys, because everyone keeps talking about it, but I really want to know from you guys about the um, what happens if uh, we don't sign a striker and Kane goes down, Son's already down. Who, who leads the attack then? Deli Alley. Overly- <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, I would. What would you do? What would you do if you uh, Conte? We haven't signed a striker, and you've lost your two front players. What do you do? Deli Alley, striker. Okay, that's it. In front of the net, he doesn't miss. Oh yeah. <laughs> but when's the last time we took a shot? <laughs> well, he took that shot against Liverpool. He had just almost. He should have scored. That should have been the game. I agree. That should have been the game. But that's uh, rust. He's rusty. He never yeah, gets to play either. No, no. What about you? What's your view on this, Eric? What happens if we don't sign a striker to us? This is what Hoss says. Lucas. If yeah. if we... 3-4-3, three, three, the front three has to be Hill, Lucas, and Bergwijn. That's the only front three. Bergwijn, I can you mean the great, score, great goal-scoring threat? I can, yes. I can see that being pretty vicious. Okay. Yeah, especially with pace. Yeah. But... So yeah, um, you, oh, that sounds interesting. Interesting. Um, but do you, but let's face it, a priority has got to be a striker, hasn't it? As well as a right back, center back, center back is really important to me as well. Well, yeah. if you get Romero back, you've got Dyer back. I mean, that's you know, true, yeah. yeah uh, Romero, Dyer, Sanchez is playing that badly. I don't can't blame Sanchez too much for you. Really think Sanchez is, is playing badly? Uh, you know, I've said this out of all the center backs we have, there's only t- you know, since Conte's been here with our back three system, uh, the only center backs we have that are comfortable on the ball is Davies and Dyer. You know, when I, when I look at when I look at Sanchez, what about what about Winks? Winks been looking pretty comfortable. Winks, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, as a center back role, Winks has done well. You know, obviously he's won the approval of over Conte after he defended him in the media, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But when it comes to our center back roles, you know, Conte loves a ball playing center back. That's what he, you know, he lives on when it comes to his defense. And the only two ball playing center backs we have that are comfortable on the ball, like, okay, if it's a tough situation, we're getting pressed and then we have the ball, I'll take care of it is Dyer and, and maybe Davies. But those are really two. When I, when I look at Sanchez, he looks like he's ready to just almost poop himself. You know, when he's on the ball and getting pressed. You know, okay. <laughs> I mean, Sanchez is, pro- is, is prone to mistakes. He, he is prone to mistakes, and I and, and you know, I, I appreciate him. I appreciate yeah. him. He has been a good defender, but while at the same time, he's been doing the bare minimum. He hasn't been and called he has on. Been cutting out his mistakes, though, and he's been scoring. Yes. He's mm-hmm. been scoring goals for us. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's not you know, we we need more goals from our centre back. Now, what about? I mean, Hoss says here about Sessegnon. We don't. I, my biggest problem with Sessegnon is he's so injury prone that he can't play us consistently more than one or two games. What's your views, guys, on the, on this? He's another player. Could be so good for us, but what's the point if he can? Maybe he's always injured. I mean, he's almost as bad as Lasalso. Lasalso gets injured just warming up. <laughs> Shit. Oh, I, I just need, he, he just needs a a, a long run in, you know, just of games, string of games. How, I hope, just I hope playing really well and then bang out again. It's yeah. so frustrating for the coach, right? You know, I, I was really you know happy, you know, after what he did in Liverpool. I'm thinking this is a sign, you know, we need to see him more, and then he doesn't even play the next game, you know. So that's just yeah, the injury is a problem, but I feel like he needs a long run in of just successful, good defending and attacking games. Right. I, I think I think Lo can play right wing as well. Bet. He can he's very uh two footed. Um he's dangerous on the cut back with the big crosses. He takes all of our corner kicks on the one side when he plays, mind you. But yeah, his injury first man. <laughs> he, he's second man. Second man. Yeah, because then he's already at full sprint, right? So but right. um yeah, that'd be the problem. He'd need a lot of help from uh the center attacking mid and rail, but I think he could, I mean, we might see something nice if that just to try it out. We got, we got to try some stuff out here. All right. Let's, uh, who wants to take this? Eric, want to take this one? No way. No way. Royale gets moved to right center back. I, I just, 
<laughs> I, I don't think Royale is a proper right center back. I disagree with you, Terry, but I, I don't know. Uh, we could put out a trial of him at right center back, but I just don't think he he doesn't have that center back build. You know what I'm trying to say? You know, he looks like someone that can attack, but he's good defensively as well. But, you know, he looks like someone that can be shoved off the ball. And and, and we have seen that a couple of times in the game. Uh, Adama could play right wing back, but defending, I, I we haven't seen that from him. I just Adama Traore is a risky signing. That's someone I feel like we don't need, but if the cost comes down, we'll take it. But it's not someone that's crucial, you know, to our uh, success plan, you know, our rebuilding plan, you know. So, yeah. Okay, uh, and then uh, let me put this one up. Are you there, Zach? But. Welcome, Simon. Um, here's one for you, Zach, because I, I know you really meant talked about ourselves over. Uh, have a read of this and give us your views. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think uh, he's Winks is not pushing him down. He's already ahead of him um, in the lineups. Um, a couple solid performances. And just as Winks was kind of falling out of favor, it seemed, he comes back and has a couple pretty solid uh, performances. So yeah, Winks is already above Lo Celso and Lo Celso is too injury prone. Uh, we haven't found the right position for him. We right. thought that him and Ndombele would be like this wonder duo that has not worked out at all. They both went sleeping. Um, I don't really know what to say about that, um, but you know, I don't think Winks starts above uh, Hoiberg or Skip yet, but Hoiberg's kind of been Hoiberg dropping off. Soon. Right. And here's another thought I've had. Hoiberg is not a bad dribbler. Okay. We've seen him get in and out of three different four, three or four different players at a time. Yeah. He has been moving forward. He's been taking forward runs a little further. Let him kind of maybe go up a little further and try out that attacking center attacking role. But I mean, I'm just, I'm just reaching at this point. Well, I think I, I'm going to come in here because I think that there's interesting news. There's been a lot of talk about Lo Celso um, leaving the club because uh, he can never say fit um, and whether he's actually fitted into the, the way that we we play. I don't see – I mean, he plays so well for Argentina. He plays so awfully for Spurs. First point. Second thing is is I think Winks is – some of his uh, passing has been pretty damn impressive recently. Pretty good. One of the balls that Winks has been putting in – When he came home against Southampton, we were actually I, putting balls into the box. Yeah, and I think that that – was good balls. Yeah, very good balls. And I think if Conte can bring that out of him, he looks like he's going to be a regular. And if he can get better and better, then all those Winks deniers that have been out there and all of us have been them at some stage – We'll probably have to eat our hat. I wish I could sit here and say to you guys, right, that I was completely wrong about Ndombele and Stephen Bergwijn. And yet, uh, I can't. Because I mean, I've seen absolutely nothing from Ndombele since Conte's been there. He had a chance. He has been on. He's actually just uh, still disinterested, still in inability to deliver anything and still inability to do anything. So, I think Conte's I mean, blank statement about him in the media uh, saying, you know, Asked about Indomina, he just said he's just a midfielder. It kind of tells it a lot, yeah. you know. Well, what to take uh, this Indominus one? I don't even know what situation. that means. Any idea there, guys? Nope, not at all. Okay. Looks like Russian. So this is what Hoss uh, says. You said this earlier. What's your who's, what's your views on this, guys? You're telling me this is a good player. He's a very good player. Creative. He can score. You know, he takes control of the game, which is. In the midfield is someone, someone that we don't have. I don't think we have anyone that can take control of a game. You know, well, what we don't have is someone who can come up at the big games and score some big goals for us. Do yes. we? And that's what we don't have at all. Yeah. All right. So, here's one for you, Zach. Again, another one for you to see what you think about this. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, <clears throat> Hoiberg plays every single minute, it seems. Um, and how can you expect someone to stay hot for so long? Uh, he's getting run into the ground, yet he doesn't look tired yet. Um, it's just a matter of time, maybe. But like I said, he's I'm noticing in him a more attacking prowess um, of lately and less defending, which is why we brought him in, though. But I think because Skip's kind of taken over that role, he's doing really well. Uh, one of our more consistent players. Um, so 
uh, Hoiberg's got an important spot in the team. I think he'll probably start most games to come yet. Um, but do you, so. do you think, though, that a, a skip and a winks uh, combination is, is going to be more effective going forward and giving Hoiberg a bit more of a rest, guys? What do you think, Eric? I think so, well, and... Uh, let's take you could take this one too. Yeah, Hobier and, and, and Winks have almost the same uh, how they play is almost the same way, except when it comes to the passing. I think Harry Winks is a slightly bit better. Mm-hmm. And on that defensive front or the defensive two out of the two, you know, the midfield pairing, you know, Skip is obviously more defensive. But, you know, Winks, you know, we saw that beautiful ball he played into Sun against Liverpool. I haven't seen something like Winks like before. And, you know, that that's something to, you know, that we need to look at. And it's something that I think might get him into the starting lineup. I mean, like I said, against Southampton earlier, uh, you know, he put in good balls into the box, good balls. Same thing with Watford. He put in a good shift and, you know, he made us more progressive uh, in the midfield going forward. And so I think that's something Conte is going to have to, you know, have a look at. You know, Hobier didn't di- do him any favors against Chelsea because that was the worst Hobier performance I've ever seen. Yeah. And yeah. Conte is yeah. looking at that, and I feel like – Sunday's game is going to say a lot. I'm going to move the conversation on a bit. What I want you to talk about now, guys, is who do you want out at this uh, on this uh, in January? Who do you really, really want out? Eric, give me two players. And two players that you definitely want to see go right now. De- Deli Allen. Okay. And Ndombele. Ndombele. Okay. And your reasoning? My reasoning is Deli Allen. <sighs> Oh, Deli is going to resurrect his career, going to resurrect his career. We see this every time. Mourinho, Nuno, Conte. It, it, it's just no good. And I, I, I love the guy. I just, it, But it's just crazy how he peaked at 19 years old. And <laughs> Yeah, there you go. I, you know, and I, I, when I read uh, Pochettino's book, you know, he was just talking about, you know, you know, players and – and excuse me. I was reading – Anyway, so, um, you know, he was talking about players and personalities, and he, when it comes to Deli Ali, he mentioned how Deli Ali is one of those players where you need always need a shoulder around his, you know, neck. And, you know, and I think with uh, Pochettino gone, you know, he kind of felt the ruthlessness of Mourinho, the non-existent coaching from Nuno, and now he's just back to being out of the team on the content. And I think it's, it's time for him to go. It's time for him to resurrect his career. Just not here. Uh, and Dombele, we haven't seen anything from him. You know, we, we saw bits and flashes under Mourinho when he finally got onto his good terms with him. But he's – my question is for him, you brought him for $60 million. He has not lived up to it at all. No, oh, oh, awful. <laughs> right, I agree with that. Zach, before we take some of these comments, you tell me who do you want to uh, – who do you want out? Um, I would agree with Ndombele. Um, just been flat. Um, even when he's out there, you don't even notice him. Um, expecting big things from something and just not getting anything from it is a little tough. Okay. And I, I would say Doherty. I just think he's not getting played where he, he, he needs to be played, um, where his strengths are, um, and he's just not going to get that play time anymore. So. Right. Okay. Uh, we need to replace him with somebody who's going to be more effective in positions where we need him. Wolves take him. Right, so there we yeah. go. We got we got Terry saying that Darty and Delhi both out. Simon saying he wants Los Salsa and Ndombele out. We've uh, had a <laughs> we're pretty close here. My view is I, th- I think they all, they've all got to go. I, can't, I cannot settle on two. I think Ndombele we would be very lucky to get rid of because of his salary and the amount we paid for him and whether they would let him go. Cause, uh, but he's the number one player we need to go. The one player that I don't see on this list from anybody is Bergwijn. Is everybody here a Bergwijn fan? Or are we just talking about two players? Who's a Bergwijn fan? Bergwijn hey, fan? I was... <laughs> my first and only game I ever went to see in England. Okay. okay. We yeah, beat yeah. Man City. Oh, yeah. February 2nd, 2019, his first game, I think. Yeah, that was, yeah. And he scored a goal. Boom. Won me over. What does he do? What does he do? Wah! And then since then? He looked good before the before the whole <laughs> pandemic shutdown. I just want to Okay, so blame the he pandemic. He like he was about to score every game before the <laughs> there, pandemic There you shutdown. go. Anyway. So, uh, 
Uh, well, look at this one. The medical staff are begging for a rest. It would be nice if the canteen could be kept stopped. Well done. Yes, absolutely. You know what's crazy? Uh, I look back at the 2019 transfer window, and I saw, you know, we spent a lot what it looked like good recruitment, but it was just bad recruitment. Yeah, we spent the most. That did you hit the transfer window, but it was just terrible. And, you know, it was just poor recruitment. And, you know, I saw a report, you know, how, you know, Paratici says, you know, we want to be the, we're going to be the big, you know, powers next summer. I mean, yeah, you can spend all the money you want, but the recruitment still has to be good. Recruitment sucks. Recru- I mean, yeah. even uh, I think one of the things we saw from that video uh, that, that uh, we need levy away from recruitment. But let's face it, so far, we haven't seen one signing by Conte. Uh, we, you know, we've had a lot of rumors and everything else, and every Spurs fan is waiting for Conte to bring his players in because we know whoever yeah. he brings in is going gonna, is gonna to be for a reason. The whole summer transfer window 2021, that was all Paratici. Just him just trying to put talent to the club. There were no, Nuno had no. No uh, input at all. He was just a coach, you know, not a manager. He was just a coach. And I want to see a manager influence signing. And I want to see them, all of them like that because that's what we hire a manager for. <laughs> Zumba instructor. No, it's true. It's true. Very true. <laughs> I'm sure on demon time, man. Okay, let's give him a chance. But I think until he starts taking some of those chances and starts scoring some of those goals, is really not going to um. They're not going to help us. Uh, at, at minimum, create some. Yeah, yeah. Don't we all yes, do? Yeah. We all do. We, we all Don't do. We all. We all. I was so sour. I'm still pretty sour about Kyle Walker. Okay. Yeah, what well, fifty million though? I mean, the point is, is that we. Um, How many trophies? Trophies yeah. is he won now though? What did we him. replace him with? With Trippier, we had we had Trippier there who was doing okay. Trippier looked good as a good replacement. It just never replacement, out. but then we sold him for twenty million, and yeah. uh, then we bought Aurier and uh, Emerson Royale. So uh, I mean, you know, and Doherty, I loved Aurier. And Doherty loved Aurier. What about Doherty? Did anyone like Doherty? Anybody here a Doherty fan? Never for anybody, a second. Is anybody uh, say that was a good recruitment? No. Desperate. That's for awful, awful recruitment. Uh, I'll say this all second and third choices. I'll all say that second as well. and third choices. So, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I'd like to hear from our, our, our listeners out there. Who would you like to see us sign immediately? Who would you like to see as Conte's first signing? Anyone want to take Mar- that? Marcelo. All right, who's that? Come on, guess the last more. Is he not a. Re- yeah, yeah. No, 34. 34 from uh, Real Madrid, extra Madrid. He's 34. That, that's okay. not Daniel Levy. All right. Is he still at Real Madrid? He's, even a, he's still at yeah, Real Madrid. Is. Yeah. He still is. Yeah, he's, he's good never, enough. I don't think he'll ever want to downgrade. Well, respectfully. He's not starting too uh, often. What about bringing Bale back? Yep. I like to Conte likes him. Uh, yep. Who, who likes he scores him? goals. He scores creates goals. goals. Yeah, yeah, you know, he, he had 22... He put in like 22 goals last season with obviously more, you know, contributions than that. And we didn't replace him at all this summer. That's <laughs> crazy, isn't it? Isn't yeah. that? I mean, how how do you ever explain getting rid of a goal scorer who, uh, you know, was your, what was he, your third or second highest goal scorer? Um, yeah. And that's from the bench mainly, who never really played that many games because Mourinho wouldn't let him play. Um, and uh, we never replaced him. So that's, that sounds like good recruitment to you guys. And that's the same season Kane got Golden Boot and Top Sister, right? Yes, that's right. Like, how good How good did we play? Like, how did we not get anything so from that season, you'd wonder, right? We couldn't, yeah. We couldn't, defend. we couldn't defend. Which brings us back. We need that center back. We need one. Need. And you know, I, I've, uh, I've there, thought about do it. With I, I've, I've thought about it now with Son being out. Seven million. Dyer, hold on. When, when Dyer was really good. When you know yeah. when Conte first came into the league with Chelsea and the whole league went to the three four three or three four two one, Dyer, you know, I mean, we all line up in a four two three one, but Dyer would drop back and and pair with uh uh Verald and and Vertonghen, and he looked good. And with Dyer in the back four, he's just not good. But in a back three, he is good because he's not how you say it doesn't have to be called on a lot. You know, he's always that just that sweeper in behind. You know, you know Sanchez and and, and Davies, and that's what's worked best for him. Well, we've got two comments here, one from Terry, one from Simon. They're both saying the same thing, more or less. Bring in Perisic. Any views on that, Zach? Yeah, I can see him coming in, especially if it's for free. 
Um, he's probably not going to demand such a high wage. Um, he's played under Conte. Um, I also heard that maybe um, Ramon Yoli, um, that is center back. I heard yeah. maybe some rumblings about him too. But yeah, Perisic, 100%. I would bring him in. Uh, he plays up that right wing, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. But he's a goal we need that. Yeah. Either or. But he's better on the left. Yeah, on the left. Croatians yeah. just seem to do well in the Premier League. Yeah. I think that the um, big issue for me here, guys, is we've got to get somebody in. And uh, um, there's a lot of talk, a lot of talk. Uh, do you think that we will be able to get somebody in before the Arsenal game next week? No. Mm-mm. Nah. No? Nope. I think I we mean, might I'm... see somebody sold, but not. All right. So we sent one in. guy off to Chelmsford or somewhere, but I mean, it's like a big deal, right? <laughs> I mean. Yeah, no, right. You know, yeah. I mean, all right. So realistically, though, who, we're all saying we need to get rid of these players. Delhi, who's going to take Delhi? Delhi right now? Is he going to go to Newcastle and reject him? Newcastle. Stay here. They don't want Newcastle. him. Yeah, I've already said yeah, no. He could. Newcastle. Watford. Watford. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> take all our rejects. Yeah, Norwich. Oh no, I'm playing. I'm playing. That's too wrong. Oh shoot, I, I think he's going to stay in the Premier League. I, I think so. Oh, did you guys see? Pardon me. That the old Newcastle owner is going to buy Derby probably fifty million. Who's going to? Mike Ashley. Uh, yeah. 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 All right. I think he put fifty million. So I want to just move on a bit, guys. We're coming up. We've got a couple of really big games coming up in the Premier League. I mean, let's leave the forget about the uh, Carabao for now and the uh, and the FA Cup. But we've got Arsenal at home, and then we have got Chelsea away again. Um, but this time in the Premier League. These are games where you really will decide where we're going to be in terms of top four or where we're going to be in terms of what we need to, what we're going to achieve. Um, what do you think? Uh, what's your views? I mean, Ch- Arsenal, I mean, let's face it, let's be very honest about it. But the goodness, they're, they're, they're playing some sharp football right now. They're looking pretty good and they're looking pretty sharp, right? Um, do you think we stand a chance? Looking pretty young as well. Uh, we we are. I think, I think we are in a top six fight and hopefully a top four fight. I, I think we're still in a top four fight, but if that 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 doesn't work out well, we're looking for top five, top six. But uh, one uh, I, I know, Man United shambles. West Ham is only a matter of time they collapse, and I think it, it's really Arsenal that who we're in a battle with, and you know that game next week is is going to tell a lot. Is really mm-hmm. going to tell a lot because we're kind of on the same page. Almost. I mean, but they're young, we're old and aging. But it's we got tell. turned over pretty strongly, though, didn't we? Earlier on in the season, at Arsenal, Nuno tax, Nuno tax. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Conte won't let that happen again. We're not going to lose to Chelsea again either. Bet. Yeah. Yeah. No way. Okay. Fair enough. What's your take on the Arsenal game coming up then, Zach? What do you what do you want to give me? Give what do you think? Do you think we'll be well, able to contain that the speed, the, the pace, the the young, young bright? I mean, they move very fast, don't they? I mean, that's what yeah, they, they did overrun us, overrun us in the first ten minutes. I mean, Tottenham look very ponderous to me at times. Ah, uh, yeah, it does take some time for the everything to get lubed up, so to speak, and uh, working smoothly in the team, especially second half. I feel like we're always a second half team. Uh, which kind of sucks because we're already behind at that point sometimes. But, um, yeah, we're going to beat Arsenal and we're going to beat Chelsea, okay? Yeah. Uh, we can't lose to those guys, especially if we want top four. We want that. Conte wants that. Hmm. He's going to get what he wants somewhere along the line. So whether it be signings or uh, – we can say we're almost as good as, as out of the FA Cup. Like we don't really have to worry about – that extra competition, like I, I think we'll, we'll, we won't lose, but I don't think we'll beat them three nothing. Um, no, I'm optimistic as usual, especially against rivals. Well, I mean, Simon says he's happy with Europa League, but would Conte be happy with Europa League? Do you think that we'll be able to keep a coach like Conte the longer term if we just, um, if that's the only aspiration we have, Eric? He lost your sound. Me, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he was in Europa League with Inter Milan and almost beat Sevilla uh, in that 2020 season. Uh, obviously, it's an improvement. Europa League with this squad we have, he'll be happy. But then again, he'll be unhappy because he obviously won Champions League. 
And with recruitments, we'll get uh, with Champions the, League. With the squad we have, we didn't even get out of the conference. That's true. <laughs> you know, I, one thing I hope with Champions League, I, we get more Saturday games, but that's beyond the point. Uh, no facts. But, but no, it, it, it's something we, we should aim for. I'll be happy with Europa League uh, as well. And we also got to look at – sorry for a lot more, but uh, – one thing we got to look at is the investments. You know, with Europa League, we get more prize money. And so that's something that can help with recruitment. And obviously with Champions League, you know, we know the money with that. But, no, no Conference League. I'm glad we're out of that. We were going to get roasted if we wanted. We were going to get roasted if we lost it. So I, I'm glad we're out of that. You know, one day a week games. I mean, one game a week, you know, games, is, that's that's what we need. Right. I was I was pretty excited for inaugural champion, however. <laughs> but that was an early, early thought. Right, guys. Thanks, so really. let's give us some final thoughts. Then, where do you see us going in this month in the transfer window? With some very big games coming up, we've got Chelsea, we've got Manchester City away. I, I believe we've got uh, we've got Arsenal. I mean, this is going to be a make or break month for for Spurs, isn't it? Depending on where this season goes. What's your yeah, take, Eric? I also want to say this. I wanted to say it earlier. Um, I've been thinking. You know, especially when Conte was at Chelsea, you know, how he started off the team with uh, the one, the 4-1-4-1 or the 4-3-3 kind of, it was kind of almost a hybrid. And, you know, and then obviously that 3-0 loss at Arsenal, you know, made him switch it to 3-4-3 and set the whole league on fire after that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so he's coming to, uh, he he worked with 3-5-2 in Inter Milan. He's come to Tottenham in a 3-4-3, sometimes a 3-5-2 hybrid. Um, but what we've seen from the last three games in Southampton, Watford, uh, and Chelsea, you know, when we have come up against a low block, Chelsea wasn't much of a, a low block. I mean, they were good defensively. Um, I think when we come against them, you know, we like, you know, that attack. Even though we're solid defensively, we've kind of lacked that edge in attacking. And we have switched to a back four, you know, late on in games and, and pushed for a win and got the win. And we should have won at, at Southampton. We had two goals disallowed. But – a tactical switch, I wouldn't be surprised. And I think Sunday will say a lot. I wouldn't be surprised if I see a back four on Sunday. Okay, good point. What do you have to take about this one? Uh, take this comment, Zach. We're going to win the FA Cup and finish top four. Fourth. I'll be very happy with a fourth place finish this season. Um, and as for the FA Cup, are we still in that or do we? Yeah, we are. We're playing it on Saturday. Oh, right. Markham. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, another possible trophy. Um, if we come up against teams like the likes of Chelsea, we might run into tr- troubles, which obviously is going to happen at the tail end of the tournaments. But um, always a chance. And I think Conte seeing – like I, I saw someone say that we played the certain t- lineup we did because just to show Levy that we need uh, yeah. more depth, more signings, more quality. Yeah. Um and that it wasn't taken as serious as we could have, which is unfortunate, which we, I feel like we should play every game to win it. Um, but it's, it, it, it hurts when there's a, a sore, a sour performance like that. And then, I mean, I go into every game thinking we're going to win it. So, um, yeah, we can definitely finish top four. The fight is on. It's now um, because we, we we play some tough games coming up. Those are make or break. And um, as for the FA Cup, Morecambe, I think we go with a similar lineup we did versus Chelsea. Those players deserve to maybe play against uh, a little lesser opponents so they can gain some confidence. But I don't know. Well, we'll uh, beat them. Like, but are we gonna go ahead? I I would like to say yeah that Simon. I if we get Traore, Perisic, and Devry, um. To take us forward, I, I would be very, very happy with that. Very, very happy with that. Um, if we don't sign anybody else, but we sign those three, I could probably, I, I'd get excited about watching, um, watching how how Conte would utilize those players. Eric, do yeah. you want to say something on that? Yeah, I mean, Perisic was a player that was that was looked under Mourinho. It's definitely a familiar name inside the office. You know, he was looked well, under he's Mourinho. He's played for played for Conte, hasn't he? Yeah, and and looked under Conte and Paratici. Well, Paratici, you know, likens him. So it, it's someone that that will be discussed a lot. Obviously, the cost will be discussed a lot, which is a positive for us. Seven million. Now, hopefully, that's not that bad for Levy. But you know, 
Levy is feeling the pressure. He's looking for outside investments. Mm-hmm. You know, he is feeling it. He knows this is it. If we let Conte walk out the door due to lack of financial backing, that's over for the club, is it? It's over. Yeah. And it's he will club, never like it will never end. Like the, the brunt he will never end the brunt of it. You know, him sitting in the little press box right here. The fans will be booing him just like they were against Man United. Oh no, that'll be, that'll be the worst worst ever. I mean we need uh yeah, if we're gonna get a rebuild, we need we need we if we don't get anything with content, it's over. Who else is gonna do it? There's no other manager out there if he can't do it. Is my view. We were blessed. Well, to have I'll, do it. I'll do it. Okay, fair enough. Exactly. For free. For free. I agree with Terry. Top four is crucial. I agree mm. with Simon. I think that the um, we have a chance. I don't, I'm not so sure that that, that that we will turn it around 2 0 after, after giving away goals like that, which is shooting ourselves in the foot, as we say. But I think that if we could get those players in that Simon's mentioned there, that would be a good January window for us. Um, I'd like to feel that Mahal says about the FA Cup and the top four finish would be great. I'm not so sure myself, but it would be fantastic to see. Um, I think it's all going to depend on how we play against uh, Chelsea this week, how we play against Arsenal, and if we do get anybody in. So already seven days into the transfer window. Personally, I'm getting a bit nervous and a bit worried that we still haven't seen any players come in yet. And that has to be of some concern. And I've noticed that even Conte is sort of tampering down um, expectations of the fans by saying this isn't much, it's a hard window, it's very hard to get people in, etc. We would have thought that it would have made a big move this window. We thought it would be backed heavily, and so far we haven't seen it. So I'm hoping that something's going to happen. Yeah, and so far no one hasn't made a big deal yet. Yeah, Ferran Torres to Barcelona, which I don't know how they pull that off. And then Felipe Coutinho to play with his old teammate, well, coaching that's coaching Aston Villa. So and then Kieran Trippier out of Newcastle. But other than that, that is, it's been quite so far. Is Coutinho going to Villa? Yeah, he's yeah. gone. He's already there. <sighs> Holy yeah. smokes! Yeah, that I mean, I would have signed him if we yeah. could have. We, we, we just apparently we didn't want to. <laughs> apparently, now you, I, you almost think Conte sent Levy to the Bahamas. He's like, you get down there, and you make sure I get what I need. Because yeah. now is the time. It's now. Or never. Do you want something to happen this season or not? Exactly. exactly. It's not going to happen this season. It, it, this is a rebuild right here. We need, we need a Actually, we, I wouldn't even say a rebuild. It's a renovation. Because we're still yeah, trying to we're, 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 we're filling the dumpster as we start. got to start somewhere, though, Eric. It's got to start somewhere. It's got to start now. Right, guys. Final thoughts then. Eric, final thoughts. What's your view about where we're going? Got to push. Just, just got to keep pushing and... and Want to get a good win? Uh, I, you know, really, I just want us to. I want to out of the you know the three games we're playing: Chelsea Cup, Chelsea League, Arsenal League. You know, let's just get. I want to win and a draw out of those two. Hopefully. Well, just to answer that, uh, QS Rob Coutinho's gone. He's already at uh, Villa. He's, I've seen him in the shirt. So what a shame. Damn. Yeah, yeah, that's bad too. Villa does not have a bad team. But they this don't. is Simon's view. Main thing is, I hope that lessons being learned and knowing who to get out the door and who to get in. Fair, fair point. Yeah, I Next, think we just Eric. have to come to the realization that we're going to lose some players here. There's players to, that just aren't working, so to go. make space. Your final thoughts. Uh, I think the top four fight is on still. Uh, top six is an improvement from last season, however. So uh, I'm okay with that. If we can go deep into the FA competition as well, uh, make sure we're getting the proper rotation of players. Give young players a chance. Uh, stick with who's being reliable. And, of, of course, there's a chance we can do all that. Right, my final thoughts, guys. I'm going to say I think that January is going to make or break us. We'll either know whether it's a right off season or not. If we lose all three games against Chelsea, Arsenal, and Manchester City, then you know, let's face it, top four is really not going to happen. Um, the rebuild, we'll just have to look at what, what we can get out of this season. If we get anything, that will be a bonus. Right now, we're out of the, we're probably potentially out. We're out of the uh, easiest cup to win, which was the uh, conference one. We're now about to get out of the. Uh, the second easiest cup to win, which would have been the Carabao. So we're only stuck with the FA Cup and, and potentially a top four. So uh, um, the next three games is going to be crucial. Who we bring in is going to make all the difference. If we can bring those players in and start winning games, 
Anything's possible, guys. But I think January, by the end of January, we'll be very clear about what direction Spurs are heading in. All right, everybody. I think that's right. um, it's been a good show. Thanks, everyone. Nice seeing good you. Good night to everyone in England, and good evening to everyone in, uh, in the states or anyone else. Yeah. And <laughs> or North America, I should say. North America. Yep. Okay, guys. Thank you. And I'm going to get ready to close down the stream, and uh, everybody connect it. And as we say at the end of this, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Pleasure as always. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye. I'll be back. Bye. Dunzo. you've been listening to the spurs 9501 podcast stay in touch continue the debate and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on youtube tune in after the next match day for more insight thanks for listening